Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Estate Wisdom Podcast, episode number nine. I'm your host, Vishal Kapoor, Realtor, and today we have a very special episode exploring the integrate relationship between uh, real estate and local governance right here in Oakland, Ontario. Joining us are two esteemed individuals who play a crucial role in shaping our community. First, let me introduce Councillor Navnanda who serve as the town and regional counselor for Oakville Ward 7. With a strong background in uh, healthcare and a deep commitment to our community, uh, Councillor Nanda has a remarkable track record of advocacy and service. She has been a tireless champion for issues such as new schools and community safety, making Oakville the desirable place we all love. Welcome, uh, Regional Councillor Navnanda. Thank you. Thank you, Vish, for having us on the show today. Really appreciate it. I really appreciate that you took your time and uh, come your busy time and happened to present in our podcast. Of course. And alongside her, we have a councillor, Scott Shi, uh, town councillor for Watt 7. Councillor Shi uh, brings over 25 years of professional experience in executive education and global learning. His dedication to community outreach and youth leadership is truly inspiring. Moreover, his involvement in organizations like the Oak Medical Education Foundation and the Chinese Canadian Association for Civic Engagement highlights his commitment to Oakville's well-being. Welcome, Councillor Scott Shi. Thank you, Visha. Thank you for having me today. I'm very excited to share some of uh, views. Yeah. And ideas with you. Well, that's great. I, it took me a while to pronounce your last name, just to <laughs> let you know, right? Uh, I was keep on saying Z, but then now she. I want to hear a Shay. Yes, correct. All right. Shay. So remember, Scott, Shay. <laughs> well, welcome and uh, thank you again for both of you uh, to coming and uh, spending some time with us. Um, and today, a topic, what we're talking about is about you know, how local government, um, I would say in, sorry. Development. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was going to say it. I didn't <clears throat> want to say it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So thank you again for coming over here and uh, let's have a discussion about uh, how local government is involved in development of uh, real estate and uh, what are the challenges are there uh, what's their plan for future and uh, what our community can do and what your roles are so first I start with uh, because a lot of people don't know even I didn't know like a, a few years ago until I heard about NAV is running and uh, that what the regional town councillor is like and what their role is so with NAV what's your role as a regional council, both regional and town council, but on the regional side, we look at more at waste and water, um, we look at regional roads, uh, we look at sustainability, um, we're also doing housing support, we do police and paramedics. Uh, so those are on the regional side for all of Halton region. Um, and uh, that's what we oversee. Uh, we're obviously looking at financial sustainability as well. Uh, this is very important. And like you said, the most important issue at hand right now is housing. 
Correct. And, you know, how we house all the new immigrants that are arriving, um, not just in Canada, but in our very own town of Oakville. Oh, for sure. Like, absolutely. That's uh, immigration. It's happened. And we're going to talk about that as well. Like, you know, how the relationship between uh, federal, uh, provincial and municipal government, uh, what's the connection is there? how they communicate with each other. At the same time, like, you know, uh, sometimes it happens, like, you know, feels like, you know, in news media and local experiences that they're not talking to each other. Um, and the plans get made, uh, which is like a federal government is bringing the immigration, but provincial have responsibility for housing and municipal. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a challenge when the communication doesn't happen. So uh, with that, like, you know, I also want to know from Scott, like, and what's your role as a town councillor for okay. WhatsApp? Uh, as a town councillor, I think it's quite easy. So, you know, when you open your door, yeah. so you, when you see the road, you see the trees, you see the park and the library, community center, that's all belongs to the town, town uh, managing all those operations. Right. It's kind of your daily life, a lot of a connect. That's the town responsibility. That right. As well, we will monitor, we will uh, oversee the business running by town of Oakville. And a lot of like uh, local uh, stone, uh, stormwater management. Yes. Trans, uh, public transit. Right. Libraries. Right. This is all in our duty, so we can uh, represent our residents to to monitor to 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 make sure all this town service is efficiently and is uh, is widely to everybody. Well, you are brave enough. I can say that. Because I know, like, and how the town councillor, regional town councillors, get the beating from the public. Um, sometimes you forget about, like, and how much great work and the volunteer work you have done before, in order to reach over there and putting, like, in the community first, right? And that's what you're doing it. But at the same time, a lot of time, unfortunately, like, uh, we forget about that, like, you know, what kind of work you're doing. Uh, but when you're in that position, like, you know, just like in the customer service of any company, they are the first one who get the complaints. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't get solved, they get blamed, not the company. Mm-hmm. That, what are you doing? You know, uh, so I, kudos to both of you. Uh, right. I know, I know, Nav, uh, you were involved in chair as in Ordinavi, mm-hmm. and I was in the board, um, council as well. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you, like, you know, from the starting, like, in the relationship you built up with the uh, Halton School Board uh, and uh, builders and community, you, you're trying to bring it together, right? Mm-hmm. And I think like that's the, uh, any successful uh, town councillor or region councillor uh, has done, like, you know, even the previous councillors, like they have the fantastic job. And that's what I like about the community as well, that the, it's very engaging. Um, when we were in school, I remember like, you know, parents in school, and that's what made the Odinavi one of the best school in Oakville, because people were engaged, yeah. right? So thank you for that, and uh, really appreciate that. So now it's coming to, like, you know, my, my, my uh, genre is like a real estate. Uh, I love talking about real estate. I love talking about uh, development. Um, as much as I want to sell uh, houses, I also feel sad when the green go away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Some of the reality, like, you know, some things we have to compromise. And a lot of people say, like, North Oakville is not even Oakville. And I feel, like, sad about it. And then, but at the same time, no, it's, it's, it's developing. It's growing. It's changing, just like anything else. Like, a nature is changing. So my question to you is, like, a local governments and real estate. Um, 
Could you elaborate on how decisions made by the local government, including zoning and development policies, impact the real estate landscape in Oakville? So what we look at as a council is we look at official plans that are made. And as you said earlier, uh, the official plans for North Oakville were made 20 years ago. Right, right. Um, and then throughout the years, you have to make some changes. Right. Right. But they're looking at the future. They're looking at what the future needs, uh, what the community needs are, what, what are the services that are needed, um, and how we're going to establish all that with the newcomers or with the growth of the population. So at council, we have to make decisions into the future. So we're looking into the future of what our plans are going to be. Um, unfortunately now, though, with Bill 23 coming in, uh, some of our decision-making powers have been taken away. Right. So Just we're like no what? longer... Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Like on Bill 23, if you for audience, you can say like what Bill 23 is and uh, what changes happen in terms of like... Uh, so they've taken some of our decision-making um, powers and away. And when they're talking about they is... Uh, the provincial government. Provincial government. Okay. So the provincial government has put in Bill 23, which reduces some of our decision-making powers at the municipal level. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking at building 1.5 million homes in the province in right. the next 10 years. Um, that's put in additional pressure on our municipalities locally. Right. Um, but in addition to that, we have less powers in terms of what is getting built now. Wow. So we no longer have powers on site plan. Mm. So once it uh, gets to the site plan, uh, those decisions are directly made through our planning department and through the province. Oh, okay. And so we no longer can make changes at that level. So now we have to start at the top, at the beginning. Right. Uh, so, for example, we now have a committee for our Midtown. Mm. We're trying to make a decision on what's going to be developed in Midtown uh, what height restrictions we should have, um, and and where we go, what's going to be the best for the community. Oh, for sure. So with that, we can actually make a decision. Mm. So now we know where we're able to hold the power right? and, and how we're making it sustainable, um, how we're going to provide services for our community and right. for the residents. And one of the biggest things for me is quality of life. Right. Quantity, we can build homes. We can yeah. build, build, build. But and that's are we going to have the quality? And that's a challenge, right? When so many people coming in and there's no restriction where they want to live and shouldn't be, uh, is the challenge is like a balancing, it's a, like a balancing act. Mm-hmm. Uh, quantity versus quality. Like, you know, they want to build houses pretty fast. At the same time, we don't want to lose that quality. That's why people move to Oakville, mm-hmm. right? It's one of the best city to live. Uh, town, actually, like it's still town. Uh, I know, like, uh, I don't think we ever want to change that town to city. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, and and that's, I can understand that's a challenge. But at the ground level, when we don't know how the system works and what are the challenges are, uh, we are just easy to blame, right? And mm-hmm. these days, like, a social media, you're full of, you know, naysayers, all the frustrations come out. Uh, but also looking into, like, you know, how much hard work being done behind the scenes uh, from each councillors, mayor, and everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're just sitting on the throne and just giving the order. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to look into it. And sometimes, I know you get the challenges as well, that people ask those questions to you which you don't have an answer at that moment. Mm-hmm. 
And also at the same time, you know, they have some issues which you can take it over there. You presenting your case over there, but in overall scenario, what you said, because the plan was made before that, it's not, um, in the broader sense, it's not feasible. Yes. Uh, to bring those ones, right? So is that clear? Right. That's right. Yes, it, it's correct. Um, like you said, we just got into the role yeah. recently. It's our first year coming up. And prior to that, decisions that were made, um, we, we can't uh, reverse those. For sure. So to speak. Um, they are the decisions that were made by uh, previous council many, many years ago even, in fact. And what we're doing is we're learning from that. Okay. So when we advocate now, when we're looking at new official plans, right. we're trying to learn from not the mistakes, but sort of what worked and what didn't work. Correct. You know, and and we know that development needs to be there. Right. We know that we need development. We know we need more housing. We need sustainable housing. We need affordable housing. Um, we we understand all that. We want it to be responsible. Right. So we're looking at responsible housing. Well, the good thing is because you work in the ground level and Scott, like you work in the ground level and looking into the, because we have the diverse community, yep. right? And in diverse community, like, you know, everybody have a different, you know, needs or understanding how they want things uh, in, in that community, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what they're approaching. I, I remember when we were in the school council, people saying, why come my kid don't bring homework to home? <laughs> yeah. Right? And both, like, you know, I uh, look into not pointing out, like, you know, I'm, uh, but most of the Asian communities, like, you know, Asian families, like, you know, they are very good with their kids, like, in the kids' education. Like, and that's what they focus on. And most of us, like, we moved over here because of that, because we have the great education system. Uh, but also, at the same time, we're coming out from such a hard uh, place where, yeah. you know, Kids need to study. If they don't come and study two hours after after their school, um, that means like they're not studying because <laughs> they have to do the homework. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I know uh, both coming from their hardworking uh, families um, and they understand, you understand your community. I, I love the mix over here um, that we have from two different communities, people coming in together and sharing the ideas and Sharing, bringing the common ground, like what can help yeah. everyone else, yeah. right? So that's great. So Scott, like, you know, what you have to say about um, inclusive housing practices. Uh, can we share some of the policies and initiatives aimed at ensuring uh, responsible and inclusive housing practices in Oakville? And we're talking about the affordable housing and yeah. serving everyone, which is like a challenge, but do you have uh, something to share? Okay, thank you. So before I go into your question about this, I should add uh, there's some more information about sure. Bill 23. Right. So like in Oakville, so based on the Bill 23, so we have to contribute another 33,000 new houses in the tax in the next 10 years. Oh, really? Plus oh. our pipeline, we have 1,900 already housings. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that will be as almost 55,000 new homes in the next 10 years. Right. So now recently, I think based on the data last year, so we normally approve, our department approve around 2,000 new mm -hmm. units right, per right. year. Yeah. But if go to that number, right. plus we pledge to our Bill 23, that will be 
at least double speed about that right. new homes, new unit every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So that's a big challenge for our hometown. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it, this is not what I'm saying. This is a because the provincial government take off some responsibility and the power right. from us. So that's something is big challenge for us mm-hmm. to face all those numbers in right. new buildings mm-hmm. and the pipeline as well. As well, uh, the thing is, like, and I can understand that because the um, whenever anything's changing, it's not taking place right away. It takes some time, and the impact you will see in like you know two, three, four, five years, even ten years mm-hmm. after that. Like we seeing the impact of what what planning was made right now, twenty years yes. ago, right? And and it's changed few things. Um, but also the time time when the planning was done, I don't think they believe like what the demographic is coming over here. Uh, what kind of people will be coming over here and yes. what their requirement is going to be. And adjusting mm-hmm. that, like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm proud of myself. Like, you know, I'm just bragging because before that I was saying, like, it's at 50,000 houses. Like, that's what we're looking into, right? And 55,000. So I'm good, like, in you know, the 5,000 houses more. So yes. more development is happening. Uh, but the challenge is always is, like, you know, having that infrastructures. Our roads are supportive. Uh, are enough parking talking about the parking i know yeah. you have we we uh, talk about that like before yes. as well the development was going on in the front of dandas and uh, and also the house is cool capacity like you know, we yes. have 18 right now david yeah. david uh, we have so 24 at now we have 16 portables right and at um Dr. David R. Williams, we have 24 portables. I know. I just heard that. Yeah. So it's it's become very difficult, a lot of pressure on the community again. Right. Um, and in terms of parking, there's a lack of parking. Um, and the transportation in terms of buses, it's not at the level that we expect it to be at in Ward 7 right, right. now, north of Dundas. Right. Uh, which means that uh, communities and residents are still using two or three cars per yeah. household. So parking has become a huge issue. Um, you know, we're looking at developers who are developing for the future. Uh, we've seen some developments where they don't want to put a parking per unit. Mm. But if we don't if we don't have that, we're going to have huge issues as to why, you know, th- how are we supposed to have a unit? Most people, especially during the... Um, area of the gold station transit corridor where a lot of people are going to be expected to, you know, go downtown on the go. Um, however, when they come home, they may have to take their kids to hockey or swimming. Right. Um, and that's going to require motor vehicles. Oh, for sure. That's going to require parking. So if we have a lot of condos going up and we have units and, Due to lack of affordability, yeah. if they're not able to live in houses and they're not living in units, they're still going to require cars. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. sorry, yes. I need to add that because now you cannot believe that there is a new policy, that's not new policy from the provincial. So right. if if project have uh, one public transportation arrangement or have a bus there stop, so it's no longer to think about the per parking lot per unit mm. they, they they take off this consideration yeah. for those design mm. they think because they encourage the people oh you use a public transportation mm-hmm. no need to have a car so mm-hmm. that's we got a uh, several application that's yeah. 
we have a 500 unit, maybe only 400 parking lots. They say, mm-hmm. oh, there's 100 people. They don't need the car right. to do this stuff because they have a one stop, mm-hmm. <laughs> one bus stop there. And that for this is also can low, if it's no need to permit to get an 11 story room, right. the, the condo building mm-hmm. besides the public transportation arrangement mm-hmm. already there. Yeah. So that's something. The reality is when those new development coming uh, application there, so we can see there is always parking issues, as Nav said. Yeah, it's uh, just putting more pressure on the community again. Yeah, for sure. We have more people coming in, but it's it's new families, so you still have kids. Kids still need to go places, and it and right. it's not reasonable to just say that the whole family is going to take transit to wherever they need to go. Right. And, and that was my, you know, I, I know we were doing the advocacy about the parking and with the new buildings coming out, like in Andandas and mm-hmm. now in the Carding Mill uh, area. And uh, I know like in the whole community, when the uh, previous councillors and everything were trying to build the builders together, do the presentation, able mm-hmm. to reduce like uh, some of the, um, you know, uh, units, I believe, mm-hmm. on those ones uh, to accommodate that. But initially, if I look into that, the planning and everything for the town, when this uh, community was developed, uh, they were thinking about is going to be a walking community. Yes. Right? Complete community. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I think like the similar thing, what they're doing on the square one, right? So um, now the, the LRT and everything yes. coming out to support everything mm-hmm. in there. But in terms of like a residential area like us, it's very tricky. And yeah. that was thinking, like, you know, it's not the foresight to look into that. Okay, provide the transfer, uh, transportation at least so people can commute from, you know, from house to it. And most of us, like, you know, people coming, immigrants from Asia, they didn't come from, like, warm countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for winter, it's harsh for them. Uh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. And they can't even think about, like, you know, I'm living away for, like, 23 years, so now I'm used to it. Like, and I can walk in my shorts and 16 degree, no problem, minus 16, sorry. Um, uh, but, uh, no, I, I will, I will force you that. That's a lie. Um, that's a lie. Um, but yeah, the, the thing is just giving the example is, is it's demographic, uh, and people are not used to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, giving some credit to not the credit, like basically when they're planning, they would never thought about that, like that kind of demographics will be coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the people coming from, Middle East, where like they didn't even drive car before they have a chauffeur, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even back in India, like you know, it's a uh, mm-hmm. lot of people um, in China, like the same thing. A uh, lot of people, like you know, uh, didn't have that harsh winter experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that make it challenging. Um, coming to that, like you know, it's based uh, talk about the um, sustainable development and what strategies and initiatives are in place to promote sustainable and community-focused real estate development within the town? So So obviously one of the things that we're looking at is reducing our um, greenhouse emissions, right? right? We, we want to make it more sustainable uh, to make development. Um, we want to protect our green space, you know, um, and the community needs to work together to do their part, right? Um, turn off the lights, you know, um, use less energy when we need to, you know, uh, pe- people are trying to use solar panels wherever they can, right? Um, but but we were talking about green space earlier, 
right? Yeah. We really want to protect our green space. Right? And, and a good thing to see, like, you know, now the emerging saving housing are coming over here. The materials mm-hmm. which get used is very, yes. you know, energy efficient, uh, less heat, water heater, yep. um, and furnaces, like, I'm getting more efficient and everything. But even with that, like, you know, we have to lose, use less. But people say that, you know, I have the money, I can spend. What's yeah. the problem? Right? So Open the blinds, let the natural light in, you know. Oh, I the love that. The natural sunshine. Oh, I love that. Like yeah. in any house this I go to. This is where we want to work together as a community. Yeah. So we can do as a community like a lot of stuff, but I know people's are, people are busy and um, a lot of time, like, you know, town is looking for the input from people and out of like those uh, 6,000, 7,000 uh, residences, yeah. right? And we might get five, Ten people mm-hmm. to come to that uh, meeting, which is a challenge. Yes, uh, I work with the local board, so even like you know, we have twenty-two hundred realtors approximately, and then even from there, like we get fifty, sixty. So it's not bad yeah. um, sometimes, but it's challenging. I know people wants to went um, out and want something, but a lot of people don't even know what the system, who they go, where they go, how they can yes. report things, and I think. You know, town have like all the systems in there, but the first thing happen is easy to come and say, "Hey, this is not done. My road is not clean." That's right. Uh, you get it done right now. Yes. It seems like you know you're sitting over there and just push the button. <laughs> push and somebody button. go it's and gonna, clean it. It's gonna get right? done. Yeah. So, uh, what are the system in place? Just information again. I know like a lot of people know, but it's mm-hmm. I also doing it like the informative one, so people have the idea. Like, what's the best approach for people when they have these kind of issues? Um, so, for example, like my snow is not getting cleared, winter is coming, mm-hmm. be prepared. Um, what do they have to do? So Scott and I have been champions and we've been advocating any issue that comes to us. And, and we've always said from the beginning, we're here, reach out to us, you know, in any way means that you, you see fit. And we do send it to our town staff. Right. Um, we know that snow, snow removal has been a huge issue. Right. So uh, Scott and I have asked again in our budget um, to put windrow service. We've been listening to our resident and mm. we understand the concerns. And there's many concerns. Um, and we're trying to do the best we can to advocate for those issues. Right. You know, um, as you said, it's been going on for a long time. It is. And... Um, it's, you know, we have to work together. So we bring these issues to our town staff to make them understand that um, these are issues for us as well. So as a resident, you know, as you were saying, you know, I've been living in Ward 7 for the last 10 years. Um, We've known each other um, for around that time. Uh, When the school first got built, you know, it was kind of the hub of the community. Then development started and then we needed services. For sure. So now these are services that are coming up, you know, all these issues that are coming up. And and that's where we have to see how was planning done there mm. and how can we improve planning for future developments. That's that's very uh, great point which you bring out. Like, you know, we, uh, I know I was frustrated when the school was mm-hmm. open and uh, we were just live uh, less than a kilometer from the school. Yeah. Uh, before initially, because the development was going on, there was a bus service, and when they stopped, for two years, yes, we have to walk through the mud uh, to go yes. to school, and the dust was around it. Yeah. And the one thing which we try to do, like an initiative, 
is bring all three parties together because we're yes. getting it's it's because of them it's because of them yeah. halt and school bus halt and school and the town developers. and builder mm-hmm. and nobody was going to come on the one table mm-hmm. um and i think like that was a challenge and was frustration for most of us mm-hmm. but at the same time as we grow and i understood because we are frustrated but sometime we have to look to that this is a settling community mm-hmm. It's not the subtle community. So if you're comparing this one to Mississauga or yeah. like other dev- developed uh, cities or towns, it's not fair because mm-hmm. it's it's different. And we're looking yeah. at growing pains. And we're looking yeah. at growing pains. Yeah. Like you know, they're growing pains. And the reason I know about that because I serve in um, whole GTA. Um, so I know areas where have these issues, and then I can look into to have a little bit wider vision but also people who have moved from the other places to here and they move from like a developed place yes. to developing area mm-hmm. you're going to have those challenges for sure mm-hmm. um future is brighter um and i can say like a new fresh talking about fresh we have 16 mile sports complex that's coming along pretty well that's right yeah that's right so that's good. Like, you know, what, what are we going to have there? Uh, I know, I know what's going yeah, to be there. Have, I'm very curious. Our water will have the largest, most modern, and the most updated facility, community, and library in, in Oakville. Yeah. So we got a big pool. We got a, we got a library. We got a, a function room. You can play ping pong, table tennis. There's a lot of things. Badminton. And we got a north, we call the North Sports Park. Right. That's mm-hmm. on the north side of this new facility that will be the new... Uh, sports fields. Yeah. That yeah. will be coming next spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited about cricket. Cricket, yeah. cricket yeah. please. That's like a full-size yes. cricket, cricket, cricket field. Cricket pitch. Yes. It can be a national national uh, competition oh, wow. as yeah. well. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know like there's like a lot of cricket lovers and... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a growing uh, sport in Canada. Yes. Um, at the same time, there's another growing sport, is pickleball. Pickleball. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's it's what we were just going to oh say. Those goodness. are the two we hear. Yeah. Yeah. We hear about pickleball and cricket. Please yeah. get us right. the facilities. Oh, for <laughs> sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited about that. Like, you know, at the same time, it's going to bring pressure on infrastructure as well. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, uh, roads are widening and things are happening yeah. uh, to get there, intersection. Mm-hmm. But like you know, it's it's pretty excitement. Like a lot of development, it mm-hmm. takes time. Yeah. I th- mm-hmm. think like it's got delayed and these because are the of the COVID and everything. Parts. Yeah, you know, apart from all the issues that we have, um, we want to look at what's exciting yeah. for our community. Right. And you know, w- what's great. And some of these infrastructures, yes, it's taken a long time to bring them in. Right. Um. You know, schools took a long time. You know, services. Um. You know, now the community center, but once it's built, it'll 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 serve all of Oakville, yeah. you know, just as Ward 7 residents yep. have had to go south um, for classes to take their kids. Um, now we'll have a state-of-the-art facility, which we can have tournaments, you know, which for we sure. can have uh, different uh, sports, you know. Um, yeah, so we're not only serving the local community, we're actually serving not only uh, town, but province, as well as national level. Yes. Um, which is great. Like, you know, it's a go-to destination kind of uh, that's happening, which is exciting, which bring the great things for our uh, businesses around. Like, and there's a lot of local businesses coming in. I'm going to come to that question, uh, but before, but before staying there, like, you know, we have challenges, 
we have some solutions so based on that what are the some key challenges faced by oakville in balancing real estate development uh with community needs and how are these challenges being addressed um so that's i think the housing the yeah. housing is a big challenge for the okay. whole province and oakville affordable housing that's right affordable yeah. housing right. so i can share there's one data here yeah so now is provincial the average the housing price 923000 that's end of 2021 wow so go back to 10 years ago the average price 329000 right mm-hmm. so this is a like jumped almost 180% right about this but this is 2021 data right yeah 2021 21 right yeah, you know what the data right now that's your expertise yeah. <laughs> you can share that's your expertise <laughs> Well, it's it's uh, it's crazy. Like you know, it's uh, above one point two. Wow! Right, so you can't even get the you know anybody's asking, can I get the townhouse or anything less than no. million? Yeah, that's you can't get anything less than million except like in you know, the condo apartments, and that's also yeah. you're looking to mm-hmm. one plus one, two, even two bedrooms. Like it's like nine hundred. Yeah, uh, even the market is a little bit down right now. Uh, so development was happening but one thing didn't happen in all this thing that's the another positive thing during this is uh price didn't go down that much mm-hmm. no um what people were expecting is going to crash it's mm-hmm. going to happen this there's some challenges but um talking about the other challenges i i sorry i diverted when it's got real estate it's it's me uh-huh. right so yeah. uh, um So the ch- key challenges what you're facing is about the housing affordable housing and what municipal as a regional because you meet with the other regional councilors as well from Halton region um and uh, and I, I was talking to Colin Best a regional mm-hmm. town councilor he's yes. one of the he's used to be a realtor as well so he understand yes. uh the Milton it's fastest growing community right yes. uh right now it came out the news the Halton Hills Yes. It's one of the destination one as well. Of course. So coordinating between mm-hmm. that and the challenges, I think very common challenges we have as a region. But what are the we talking about solutions? I love to talk about solutions. The yeah. challenge is always there, mm-hmm. but what we can do, what the town can do, one community can do in order to um you know, face that challenges. Yeah. So recently the town council we were working on the there is a report coming out recently. Right. So that's called entire housing affordability task force mm-hmm. so we are doing some research and in next council meeting so we will talk about to think about all those recommendation from those report mm. so and we can find out so what town we can do and as, w- as well mm-hmm. i believe the region also mm-hmm. think about this so how region can the works a uh, three level government to work together to facing all those uh, mm-hmm. affordable housing crisis how we use those data and the research to uh, implement implementing our town strategy and region strategy as well right yeah. right i i know like you know the uh, both province uh, and federal yeah. uh, just have their round table uh, housing issues mm-hmm. like a uh, oakville uh, milton resort board was involved in there like in the 16 mile did that i think it's september 9th or something mm-hmm. and that communications happening i heard from fe as well you know mm-hmm. all the so big talks are happening uh which is good uh what i would like to see like you know every party like and come to table like look yeah. into this emergency yeah. 
because when we announce like a 450,000 people coming every year and we are 1.5 million houses short in uh, in our province yeah. uh, and that another challenge is like you know we don't have enough uh, trade to build those houses as well mm-hmm. uh, so i think like you know when uh, bill what uh, 23 uh, it's all about like you know, cutting out that red tape like that's what they coming out and how can you make it efficient but mm-hmm. when you're cutting out that as well yes. there's another challenge right yes yes um so what are the solutions um we're looking for so one of the things that uh, even a couple of weeks ago there was an announcement made that the government at the federal provincial and the regional mm. um they announced 45 million dollars in funding um to construct 52 affordable housing mm. um here 52 yeah 52 affordable housing units in Oakville so that yeah. that's on um Kerr Street and it's a uh, first year's living. That's not enough, right? No, it's it's not enough but yeah. what we're looking at is um we're advocating to our provincial and yeah. federal partners that for us to do this on the regional side we're we're trying to help with affordable housing. Mm. So wherever we can find an opportunity, wherever our um partners can find opportunity, we're trying to grab it. Right. Because we're like this is what we're going to need. And one of the things we're sort of asking and I've done this at council meetings um for developers is looking into when you're building condos right um to look at two and three bedrooms. Mm. I and un- we understand, you know, right. building and yeah. the expense of Real building. Real estate is so expensive. But right. one of the things that we've seen in North Oakville right. in Ward 7 is a lot of families um are living in multi-generational families. Right. So, you know, people per unit is actually a lot higher than we think, which is the reason we've had issues which is schools. like some allowed, right, the safety purpose, right? Yeah. Yes. And then so what we're looking at is if there's a lack of affordability where right. we're seeing families now um with children going to schools are actually living in the condos and not detached homes right we're starting to see another trend mm-hmm. so if we need builders and developers to build for the future and in terms of our children being able to afford they may not be able to afford to live in a detached home or maybe not even a town home uh, so if they're going to go into a condo and they're going to have more than two people um they're not going to be starter homes anymore no. they're actually going to be their homes which right. means we need to be able to accommodate that demographic right. so if the future is towards having affordability and making these homes then again we need to look at maybe building bigger units because the units different music multi multi multi-level units multi-level right? units right. yeah. and so we got to look so you know that's one of the things i have asked at council for some developers is that can we look at the percentage of what two and three units are hmm. um because way less i, I it's it's <laughs> it's very less but there needs to be an understanding and this is where uh, you know we've come out and said come and look at ward 7 right come and and you know look at the studies we've asked our town staff and others um you know to report on what worked and what didn't work right. and, and and where we're at in terms of services are we going to be able to catch up yeah. you know we're building the schools now but are we going to be able to build them fast enough um you know in relation to development 
Well, the challenge is always like, you know, we, I know we're talking about like in you know, several years now, like since 2015 at least, um, that, you know, we're not having enough schools. Um, the community is going so fast and everything. Those are things like, you know, we'll talk about different solutions. Like, I you know you're advocating a lot about school. Um, Scott, like, you know, you're working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes as well. Uh, and you always advocate for that. But ultimately, those are the challenges happening. And I, I, I couldn't understand this, still the system, how it works, that town has a lot, the, you know, the thing is the province is allotted the place, and then the school have to apply for this funding. <laughs> uh, sorry, board have to apply for the yes. funding, and then it takes process and take a year or two. Mm-hmm. One school, it can take two years to make. And then elementary, yeah. you have two years. Yeah, two elementary, years. Elementary, yeah. Elementary, two years, and high school, like three years. Yeah. Three years. And then if the site change, <laughs> yes. That's and we're behind six years. So those are some So those are some of the right? things, challenges that we want them to look for future. One of the things I've said is that now it's great that the community center is getting built, mm. but myself being a family that moved there almost 10 years ago, um, it skipped a generation. It so, did. So for our children and for your children as well, I, I, they will no longer require I was thinking, community center. I was thinking when we moved over here in 2012, that was a phase one. Uh, we moved over here. My daughter was in grade three that time. <laughs> the, by the time she will come to high school, she'll be going to the new high school. Yes. Guess what? She's in grade 11 right now. And she won't go to the yeah. and high school. Uh, high school. Forget about no. that. Like, you know, she wouldn't even see the face. Um, <laughs> uh, probably she'd be gone to university by that time the school exactly. has get built. Um, so I know, like, in a lot of challenges with COVID, also delayed the process, uh, side thing and everything. And this is kind of thing, like, you know, I wish we can improve on. And I know you pushing it because it makes your job difficult at yeah. the same time. It's not like, you know, you want to hold it. It's going to get the personal benefit from that. And you're not getting any personal benefit from that. Yeah. So everybody wants to work hard and everything. But it's come to, um, when it's come to, like, you know, making decisions, uh, depending upon how other people see it. So, like, for example, in the South Oakville or the Central Oakville, they have different issues and problems. They're not facing yeah. the same issues and problems. What are yeah. we facing? So... And I think, like, and we talked about uh, Scott as well before, that first year you're developing that relationship with your fellow counselors, counselors yes. uh, and making them understand what the, the challenges are. Yeah. And it's not like the other bigger issues than what they might have in Central or South Oakville, right? right. They have issues as well, like a big time, uh, no doubt about it. It's like, you know, um, developed community and it's like a changing it's actually generation is changing housing types are changing i look into the bridge road i looked into rebecca it's not the same what it's used to be right that's right. all yes. the you know For example that's uh, the snow bank right so like the mm-hmm. that's totally different in our world because mm-hmm. our world is more narrow street yes. and more dense right is than the south so the problem is that all those when you remove those snow, we don't have enough place to store those snow. Right. So that make our uh, snow windshield is more higher, bigger than uh, than on the south. Right. So a lot of our residents struggle about that. Yeah. So it's totally different. So uh, the requirements. So maybe residents in, in in south they still need, but some of the, some they don't need because they have enough 
space to store, then the windshield is looks like smaller than us. Mm. For sure. Yeah. So that's as you say, the different world, different area have the concerts and also the resident they have a different. Yeah. Right. And so, so it's through our personal experience. Right. That we're able to go back um, to our town staff and go back to them to let them know that these are new challenges. Right. These are different challenges. Right. Um, and, and that's why our needs are different. Mm-hmm. You know, our needs might be different from South. Right. Yeah. You know. And so for the snow things issue, uh, Nava and I, we, we ask, we advocate a lot. So we talk about that on under yeah. table meeting. We got a lot of meetings right. with our different department right so there is a challenge for us in world seven mm. uh, so i said just now we, we with more density there so we need to find a place far away maybe to store, store. to move those snow mm-hmm. store there to dump in there and can make more space for us to clean those uh, uh the snow windshield remove service otherwise mm-hmm. it's still not work yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this is something new this, this is only is happening in our exactly in our world That's so this right. is this is where you know when we when reports come we ask our staff to look at comparables right to, so to look at other municipalities in mm-hmm. the area and mm-hmm. what are some of the services that they're providing right. that could assist us right you know and then you look at similar communities and how they're dealing with certain challenges right and how that can help us you know, that, that's a great way, like, you know, learning from each other and learning from each other's mistakes as well. Uh, that's what you can do. And I know you talk about the midtown, the, commu- the, the committee being yeah. formed to look into the, those challenges which happen in, in preserve area, like in mm-hmm. uh, other areas. And that can make you help with that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it can be challenging, and this, but solutions are there. And I think, like, you know, if everyone worked together and they're not pulling each other and say, like, you know, it's just looking into their vested interest, then it make it easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, like, you know, I know you get uh, community engagement. We are we have engagement uh, with that community. But how do you um, actively engage uh, with the local community to gather input and feedback on real estate related decisions? Uh, I know you can doing over here. We're talking about it. <laughs> You're hearing all those uh, pains. Um, but what are the other ways? Like, what you initiatives you taking, uh, Scott, uh, to reaching out the community and outreach and to hear them? I, I think Nava and I we are uh, we are very active in our social media and right. we engage a lot. Not but sometimes people yeah. complain, like, you know, it's uh, you of just course. you're there just a photo because you're so good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is uh, some way. So yeah. we uh, we open to our residents. So. You, you can always through the formal channels, write an email, give us call to right. to report any issues, concern, and it also we use our social media to broadcast our uh, new policy, new event, or something to happen in our time and in, in, in our world. Especially if we, in this challenges things, how to engage. As Navi and I, we we represent, I represent the Chinese uh, community, and Navi represent the Hindu and the Sikh uh, mm-hmm. community as well, yeah. Indian. So this is but you're, you're also representing every other community exactly. that's, that's because have to. I, exactly. I, I don't think I don't see if anybody who's coming from Middle East or yes. coming out like a, you yeah. know uh, Canadian born and brought over here you're going to treat them differently it's not yeah, for sure but the only I think like a, what helps you guys is knowing their uh, culture um, right. knowing their language yes it, it helps because and being a liaison between yeah our role 
and them as newcomers right. and the challenges that they're facing in terms of settling, right. it's helped us. One of the things that Scott and I have both had to do because of you know um, difficulty communication, language barriers, we've been able to communicate in our respective languages, yeah. especially with seniors. Yes. And, you know, That's we've right. done a lot of work. Scott's done a lot of work with the seniors in his community. Yeah. As well, we've had seniors um, come from our community to ask for certain services, mm -hmm. but they don't know the channels. Yes. You That's know, right. so these are, these may seem like small things, but they make a big impact. For sure. For the communities, you know, yeah. and, and if we're not able to do it, um, if there's a community where we're, we're not able to communicate, we will find someone. You know, yeah. We, yeah. we will we will ensure that whatever they require, that somehow they'll be able to get it. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah. Yeah. because a lot of in our world, we, there's a lot of families, newcomers, and then they're visible minorities, uh, right? Uh, people. So as I said, and I've said mentioned about so the language and culture barriers. So there is something they don't know how to efficient to communicate. They don't know what's the channel they can mm -hmm. find. They don't know what the resources they can use. So for us, so we understand the background, we understand their needs. So it's easy to access to them and mm -hmm. to bring those concerns to back to the town and right. to make sure mm -hmm. every residence they there's concern, there's required should be heard. Right. And should be considered about let's make our all the people, rather whatever you come from, you, yeah, what, yeah. The, what the language you are speaking out of, right. what, what's the belief you have, we treat it as well. Everybody is equal. We tr we want to make this. We we are, we are in the land of yeah. like immigrants over here, yeah. right? And we have yes. the similar challenges and yeah. everything. Doesn't matter where we came from, right. and and that's what I love about this country. And it's like yeah. a multiculturalism, yeah. right? It's welcoming. You know, I know. Welcoming community. I, I love to go in the Chinese uh, New Year, and yes. I like those dumplings, and <laughs> yes. especially I like those uh, uh, when I go in the Chinese restaurant. Like, my thing is taking out oh, the, the lucky, lucky, the lucky yeah. so. I, I love that fortune <laughs> cookie. That I love that. Uh, at the same time, I see you like, oh, you uh, did you learn any Bhangra yet? <laughs> no? I will try. We will try. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, that's a fun part. Like you know, having we have so much to celebrate together. But coming to like you know uh, community engagement, what advice you want to give somebody who just move in the community, and how they can get more engaged in the community and community matters, problems they're coming out. What's the best way of like a? I know like you know you guys your your phone numbers are and emails are publicly mm -hmm. given to them, mm -hmm. um, but like what's the best way like you know to reach out to you rather than Wanting out social media, what's the effective way of things getting done? What do you what do you recommend them? Well, reach out to us as we said on our um, you know emails or you know if, if you have our numbers, give us a call. But we will try to help you provide resources. Right. Um, you know you can you can look online. You know town of Oakville. You can look at the resources there. Region of Halton. Um, you know, there's a lot of resources in terms of newcomers, in terms of assimilating into the community. Um, schools are an issue. And we get these questions regularly. Yeah, yeah. So we're able to provide, you know, the resources you need or the contacts that you require for whatever issue or need you have. 
Um, you know, we're transparent in what is our responsibility, what is not. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and if it's not, we, we will help you find those um, stakeholders in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've built our relationship on having all the stakeholders work together. Right. You know, we worked um, just recently on the auto theft issue. Mm. You know, it it's not our um, area as municipal leaders, as counselors, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, more with our counterparts on provincial and federal. But what we did recently was, you know, with the growing concerns of right. safety within our community, um, we recently, a few weeks ago, had a meeting on auto theft. And, and we did one six months before that. Right. Um, and we brought all the partners together. We brought the federal, the provincial, Halton Police, you know, and insurance. and insurance companies, yeah. you know, we brought everyone together because we know it's a growing issue. So although it's not our mandate and we're not able to do the things that our counterparts are able to do, we want to show the community that we want to stay involved, you know, we, more we, than more than showing as like, you know, I think like, you know, some of your in neighborhood uh, thing happened right on your street happened. Uh, and that's like in a way kind of embarrassing as well. Like, you know, it's happening right in then and there. Yeah. Uh, and these, these are the challenges. Like the COVID have brought like a lot of challenges. Yeah. Uh, I think like the base, basic big reform we need to do is like in the laws, right? Um, yes. In coming out, like, you know, how people getting out so quickly. Bail even reform. Bail reforms yes. and everything. Uh, we're going, uh, mm-hmm. talking about that, like Iran, our ex-cop, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be here. Um, in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, we're doing the podcast together. He's a podcaster himself, yes. mm-hmm. uh, great speaker, mm-hmm. uh, but I like his enthusiasm, like, and how much he do the community. So we're trying to bring over here the, mm-hmm. how small community can come together and all those expertise. And, uh, I know there's tons of people who are quietly do the work, uh, behind the scenes. Not everybody's like Matt, like in the show off, um, <laughs> Just like uh, all the uh, awards and help uh, I able to get from thing is that's appreciation I didn't do for that because I live there I care for the community, but at the same time like you know you I like it like when it's inspiring others to do yeah, that kind of right. stuff, right? So the whole purpose is take to inspire the community to live well, mm-hmm. right? Uh, proud of your community. But it's not going to come out just from one, like in the town or just your counselor. You have to get involved. Yeah. You have to do your part as well. Um, and that's how we can build together. Exactly. Yeah. Right? The better community. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. So, and I, I need to yeah. as so as to talk about still the, the community engagement and community belonging. So right. Nava and I, we, uh, we usually, we hold you some specific topic town hall like now mm-hmm. just to say that's the auto theft right yeah for that we do we bring all the three level government and bring all those counterpactors so to uh, stakeholders to talk about spe- specific issues concerns which our community to think about it right so that's uh, auto safety community safety and schools as well right mm-hmm. and what other else so about the community engagement? So now and I, we organize several, not only cultural events, but also we will plan in the future as well to get a more engaged uh, event, 
com- include the town hall, include the regular communications through social media and the email and the official channels, but also we can still do a lot of community street event or something even the that's the best door. way when so you're meeting one on one again that's what yeah. i like about our kind of other day i was just sitting on the chucks roadhouse over here and uh, um sean omera he just walked mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. um i didn't recognize him because of long hair now <laughs> yeah. and i'm i'm glad he survived the big accident he had yeah. i came oh. to know that day mm-hmm. uh and that was a kind of thing i like like you know you just walk in it's not like you know Oh, town councilor coming or we yes. official coming yes, out yes. like you know back in our yes. uh, country like where they got the even the <laughs> right and the uh, plate that's the uh, that's a nephew of the town councilor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not like that. Uh, so I love that like you know and that's why you know uh, when you're coming in the podcast and we are the community. Yeah. You know it's it's a role and the responsibility which you taken over. uh it's because you're proud of your community and you want to be engaged you want to give um, but at the same time like you know a lot of challenges come out like you know facing that yeah. so kudos to you guys again yeah. um and great job in getting community engagement i love to see more community reaching out to you and i think these are the opportunities when people have in those cultural events yeah. um they can talk about the issues what they have yeah. right yeah. Uh, yes. when you said about the street parties and street like, stuff our street is like a, my i live in a street like which is perfectly greatest street i can say in whole preserve uh because i wake sometimes like you know i was not here and wake up in the morning mm-hmm. my neighborhood already drive my uh, clean my driveway. driveway some people yeah. were jealous um <laughs> but i'm i'm okay with that uh, unfortunately it's all his house so this year hmm, i have to uh i have start to do it yes yeah, start cleaning <laughs> again but we we helping out each other right that's mm-hmm. the thing right any time it happens and ha- that's how you build a good community yeah. yes. help out each other yeah. yes. there's a issue you don't wait somebody is going to come and they you know something ha going to happen and when you blaming things and doing things rather than get it done mm-hmm. you know get involved get engage our kids want to do it of course i know we always have the safety concerns but at yeah. the same time beyond like you know having that safety uh thing covered uh we can help out each other that's right that's and right that's how we're going to do it yeah. mm-hmm. and i need reminders so our residents is one thing so make sure you write an email to both us but now and i we are working relationship we work as a partner so the something when when you uh raise your concern or report something so each of us who will get an email first who reply email first then we will always copy so both of us we know what the issue we we right. guarantee we heard from you it's not need to everybody to reply the, re- repeat the same thing so for example you you write nav and nav will reply i know it what happened right. and we will talk our town stuff to uh, have the right person to to have a right resource right. to look at the yep. issue yep. it's not means oh no one one respond that or not respond we always do in this this work together to make more efficient this is something why write email to both of us whatsapp and that's easy yeah <laughs> uh, i can i can want to the kudos to staff as well because i play tennis and george savage um and uh you know we have sometimes issues like on sometimes at the garbage issues people throwing away mm-hmm. we did the clean drive yes. um yeah. and i can tell you even that time when i did it i couldn't believe Eight o'clock in the morning, I send the email. Within five minutes, I got back the reply. That's what's going to happen. They're going to send someone. Mm-hmm. 
and and kudos to like you know I I know Nav is here, uh, but at the same time I give the kudos to previous town councilors and regional councilors as well. They were active, like they were doing it. So I know a lot of things like you know this versus that happens. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter. Uh, to me, it matters like you know who's working for the community and what they're doing and giving that full credit to them like how hard they're working about the community. So. You know, I'm knowing you. Like, you know, I see you as a from the very starting. Like, you know, how you work, uh, what your work ethics are, and mm-hmm. how much you talk about the community and everything. It's that's to me. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter which race, which uh, religion, Absolutely. which everything is coming out. If you're doing something positive for the community, mm-hmm. I'm there. I'm there, and that's how I get supported as well. Uh, and the reason you guys over here uh, today is like, you know, it's taking your precious time to talk to me is because, uh, you know, I, I I think good about the community, right? right? And together we can work, like, and that's what we talk about yeah. um, every time. So we talk about that, like, and now I want to you know your personal insights. Can you uh, both share a personal experience or a story related to your roles uh, as regional town councillor that had a significant impact on the Oakville community. I know I already talked about so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we can just do the one line. Like, and that's what you think uh, your uh, personal goal or mission or vision mm-hmm. uh, for future of Oakville in our town, our ward at least. I think uh, the main thing is listening to our residents. Right. Um, communication is key. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Uh, one of the personal experiences that I've had is, you know, a particular concern of the residents, which involved traffic calming, mm-hmm. you know, and speeding, um, speeding and um, issues that we were looking at with our staff, looking at doing some traffic studies. But I was able to give a little bit of insight as an actual resident mm. using that road. Right. And, um, you know, trying to explain that the reason the residents were frustrated. So we understand that our staff is looking at all of Oakville. Mm. We're representing our area, but they have to, and they may not immediately understand what the challenges are. So I was able to expedite some traffic calming measures, um, knowing that there's a different reason why this is required. And it's not just by, you know, the procedures at hand, yeah. but there might be a different reason. By the way, but I love those pedestrian, pedestrian okay. lights now. Um, yes. That's, that's, yes. Uh, yes. I was yes. advocating for that like a long time back as yes. well. I'm glad it came because it was in South Oakville and now it came mm-hmm. in and it's, I hope like that will help. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, everyone has to take the responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so rules and regulations and laws yes. are going to be there. But yes. if you're not stopping and just scrolling and say, how much time are you going to save? You know, yes. probably a few seconds, yes. minute, maybe, yep. yeah. right? But if you hit somebody, how much time and maybe somebody's life, I hope not, get you be wasted, mm-hmm. right? So be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're looking at more right. traffic calming measures, some yeah. stop signs coming in, some um, calming measures, as I said, um, because we know that this is what the community needs. Right. And um, our staff has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. They're very good in getting the studies up and, you know, started and 
looking into what is the best for the community. So here's a question for you and looking to, you know, insight to our uh, listeners and people who are watching is about how much staff is there in any time this come out, like, you know, it goes in the queue, like in the Ward 7, have a separate, you know, kind of like a staff who's dealing with that dedicated one or it's a one common for the whole Oakville and they look into the, all the parks and stuff like, for example, mm-hmm. right? So for maintenance. So they, so they have their specific departments, okay. you know, for transportation, for parks and rec, for, you know, road safety. And parks and recreation have yeah. the, all the staff like was taking yes. care so of the whole each, Oakville. Each, right? each, um, yeah, each area has their staff. Right. Um, but the staff are great in communicating our needs in each of right. our boards. Yep. So they're great in communicating, well, this is what we have right now. Uh, these are the concerns that, that maybe town staff received that we didn't receive. Right. So the communication is great in letting us know um, we're going to be doing a study here. Yeah. Or this came to our attention. Or we'll bring something up where, um, you know, resident has brought up this issue. Can you please put this on your traffic study as well? Or can yeah. you put yeah. this on... Um, you know, your your list um, of things that we need to look into or matters that issues that we need to look into. Perfect, perfect. How much right. Yeah, so... What's your vision and... Yeah, for my, uh, for my personal experience, I think to, to be a town council, as I agree with Nava about the communication is the key. So understand our residents' need, understand what they concern, understand what they're expected to make better community in our world. But as well, to be a counselor, us, we think about, we design about the future of the whole Oakwood, not only for yes. our Yeah, world, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. for example, so even go back to my last year campaign period. So I heard there's need. I heard those seniors. So I've advocated with all the seniors. I'm, that's, I'm became the pioneers of a senior. Yeah, so yeah. I, at that time, my uh, campaign platform, I'm, I just find want to uh, free ride for the seniors right. all the time, not yeah. only Monday. Yeah. So that's why when last year we did those budgeting issues, so I raised this uh, report and uh, right. discussion on the council that gets uh, included now to support. Mm-hmm. So we finally, we got the all seniors ride free every day, every time, no blackout time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So this is something make a significant change for the community. The, the seniors, we got a different the feedback. It's mm-hmm. really, really changed their daily routine. Oh, sure. They can use Make it easy. Very yeah. easy. Otherwise, there will be a lot of people, they will isolate at home because they cannot drive. They rely on us to drive for them to grocery store, to the, to the shopping mall, to, to see somewhere. But now they can use the public transit to go to meet their friends. Yeah. Every day they can go park. They can even do multi-transit. Go to the Mississauga for some event as, yeah. as well. So yeah. that's amazing. Well, that's the other thing. Like, you know, we need, like, you know, talk about if we so- want to solve the housing issues. Uh, I think the biggest thing the government have to do, both federal and provincial, is having a good infrastructure. Yes. Interconnectivity. Services. Yeah. Uh, between towns and cities like and that will be really helpful but before i say anything like no i want to thank you for having that passion about that Um, seniors are near and dear to me uh, as well uh, at the same time because a lot of people are coming over here 
and they don't know the language yeah. um yeah. and they they struggle and they get frustrated and then we have a 8 months of winter when they sit inside and they can't do much so it's really mental health is it's a mental important. health the basic biggest mental thing mental health is very important so when it look into like the small stuff like that like you know just people say oh yeah it's what like in the free ride what is going to do mm-hmm. in my opinion like that's a big 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 thing uh, yes. because now you're making it connected to reach places so they're not waiting for their kids to drive them and they're already driving their yeah. kids to things and they're busy at work exactly. sometimes they're working at home yeah. which just make it a little bit flexible and these days but locally yeah. we also have our ride on demand program yep. right which you know uh, that was a help beforehand yeah. uh, that was a pilot which it's become permanent now that's right um and then now including this um i have it's also students that are able to ride free right so now i have our children who are in high school who are able to ride free on the free transit as well, as well. And, well my and, and that takes less pressure off us for us to be able to I can tell job. you I, te- I can tell you how many times my grade 11 uh, yeah. she want to go with thing that now she said don't worry I'll go yeah. and yeah. she's going to from here to Oakville place good life right. uh, that's right. and go for that's gym right. or and anything. I don't need to drive my daughter four that's times right. for the school yeah. and that's initiative for the climate change Yeah. yeah that's right it, it, totally it, yeah. it, and that's yeah. why like you know so looking into the vision of that like walking city or walking town or walking ward we want to make uh what the vision was like you know but making them understand and also providing the alternative and that was the challenge i believe because there was no alternative yeah it yes. was made that way but there was no alternative to reach there so it's a great initiative um one thing which i just want to say like you know we're going to close um soon because uh, we have a lot to talk about and we can talk over here whole day mm-hmm. um is about um it's i'm not sure but the is there a oakwell app or something which make it easier for people just click on a button and do the service because right now it's honestly like you know it's going on the website loading it, it's not loading it maybe it will make it easier and just a suggestion maybe you can bring it out that mm-hmm. uh, how that work that just like you know I love that uh, app like in the garbage one it reminds me uh, what I have to do uh, for the garbage day these days mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Holton one as well right see yes um for waste management and yes. stuff yeah. Yeah. um So like it's something like that for the Oakville uh we can just click on the button and we have the app downloaded and we can request everything in so there. This is a perfect example. We'll right. we'll bring that to our town staff. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And recently Tong did upgrade, upgrade their, their website. website. They did, yes. Yeah. So there's for for example some some apps so I know Horton have those yes. waste for yeah. that. For the public transit Oakville, they are designed a new app about right. those uh, traffic on demand. Right. So we will coming out the a lot of news new things so right. we how to we use technology to innovate to improve our right. efficiency about our town service this is something mm-hmm. we are looking for and we always to raise this like from our world so we want to have those how we improve those service level how it and make it easier yeah, for people and right but yeah. it need the budget efficiency right need the budget yeah. so that's why now and, and i need to be passed in the budget, to the budget <laughs> but here here's my thing when talk about budget like you know i have the advocacy like when i did uh, with the uh, board it was on there it's looking to that we investing on something which going to save us from other stuff yeah So how much That's time right. we doing it over here how That's we can right. make it effective mm-hmm. how we can make it easier how we can make it like a hassle free uh, convenient like mm-hmm. things going still going to take time but the frustration like a lot of people have it's 
people to reach out and I'm not getting respond mm-hmm. or it's too like my internet is down I cannot do this mm-hmm. thing and that thing and those are things like we we are, we are living in instant gratification world yeah. that's right we need that instant mm-hmm. you know our attention span is like a 2 to 3 seconds like in a real yeah. if i don't like it <laughs> yeah. just just swipe it yeah. right so i know these are the some challenges and we mm-hmm. talk about some solutions as well uh, i know uh, you guys going to advocate and we'll keep on doing everything sure. and i'll make sure i'll make you guys accountable as well just like a, any yes. other community citizen so uh, perfect thank you thank so you. much thank uh, you for you thank you this was such a great conversation right. yeah. you know and and we want our viewers and to good thing is like you know we don't have to cut anything right so we have this flow happen uh with thing and we feel comfortable and know you have some uh things like you know podcast we're doing doing God was saying I'm not wearing a jacket <laughs> and all that stuff but it's like you know just relax right you know we just having the conversation over here That's we right. don't have to worry about mm-hmm. um, how we look and everything yeah it's mm-hmm. definitely sometimes yeah. audio is the most important thing and I think he's doing a good job yeah. and I hope like you um hear this properly and if it's not like you know you can always reach out to me and give us a feedback like how I can improve in our next podcast so thank you for watching And thank you again thank you, Scott Vish, and Nav for having Vish. us on the uh, show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely and uh keep watching if you need any real estate wisdom. We have experts coming over here giving the insight from uh, how they work, what the challenges they face and what the solution they're thinking of, what their vision and wisdom is. So, keep on watching for more real estate wisdom uh and don't forget to subscribe our YouTube channel, Apple Podcast or Spotify. Thank you for watching. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Disclaimer. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purpose only and should not be considered as financial or investment advice. Consult with your professional before making any real estate decisions.